0: This is the Sluggo, slant and go.
1: On that intro, so <laughs> I hope you guys got a laugh out of it. And what I thought was, you know, Casey's my hype man, so he's right there. I'm whispering to yeah. him about the show and how everything's going. And locks is in the background, pounding a beer. <laughs> I thought that's us. That's, that's us. That's pretty man. perfect. It's
0: pretty
2: <laughs> perfect. Spot on. Oh.
1: Hey beef since we last talked to you man you've relocated to South Carolina and now i think you've lived in South Carolina longer than i had i did when i was growing up so how was the move and how's it how's it in the quote mansion in South Carolina
0: it's great. It was it was a long time coming. I am known with my friends and family to do the longest moves ever. You know, move out of a place officially, but then stay in said place until you know the last possible moment. But yeah, we're here. We're having a good time. We're excited. My son was excited to have me back. So here we are. We're ready. Great week no, of college football.
1: No doubt. I saw you uh, with the video of him in, in, in the pool, and he looked excited. And that's that's really cool. It took me back to my days. Uh, with Parker, uh, so that was really great to see. Locks, you were three and zero. It took you a year and a half. You finally lived up to your nickname. You are now in first place with some heavy
2: wagering, too, guys. So let's let's just not forget about that. Just kind of threw it all out there and nailed it. The University of South Carolina took care of business. There's never a doubt in my mind. <laughs>
1: don't, don't, don't you feel a little dirty getting first place off a of South Carolina?
2: No, no, not at all. Actually, not at all. I, I thought about it for a second, but no, not at all. I just, I just had to do it. Last second field goal. I mean, it was, it was tremendous. It was in the in the back the whole time.
1: Oh man, I was hoping that the Gamecocks lost for so many reasons, but the biggest <laughs> one was that was your bet, right? It was me, was, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, you, but you nailed it. You deserve all the kudos. Great. Enjoy your one week in first place, like Casey I'll take. Casey enjoyed his. Maybe I'll get a turn, but I went the other way. I went the wrong way. I went down. Oh, since we last talked, fellas, uh, University of Southern California had decided to part ways with Clay Health, And It seems like the consensus is this should have happened a long, long time ago, but apparently uh, losing to Stanford worse than all the other terrible losses they've had over the last few years, and that was the last straw. Uh, names that are popping up for that is Luke Fickle because he's tied, of course, to the AD, the new AD at Southern Cal, is who hired him, I believe, at Cincinnati. Uh, James Franklin, of course, he's named for every big level job. Matt Kimball, same thing. Can't beat Iowa, but he's going to resurrect Southern Cal. And of course, Tony Elliott, which you know I, I know he's from California. I knew you know he's from that general area, but just weird. Tony Elliott mentioned for the head coaching job at Southern California, just names out there and it's early in the process, but beef your take on the firing and what's to come next for Southern Cal.
0: Yeah. As this is, this is one of those schools. I've been reading a lot on it actually this week. I don't know why kind of tripped on it, but what a lot of the local people are saying, and obviously, so they want a California guy doesn't have to be a Southern Cal guy, but they want a California guy there's a certain breed that is able to recruit the LA area. Which, if you, there's a lot of talent out there, heck, we have two of those guys as Clemson people, uh, in DJ and Bo Collins. So we see it, and Joseph Ingata, another one. So you're, you're getting a lot of talent out of, out of California. Uh, that's what, that's the word what, that they want right now. However, I saw a report today again, really way too early. James Franklin is going to be the top name on that list and he's already given his demands. Now, let's step back and pump the brakes because you've also heard Urban's name involved. You've heard Luke Fickle and his connection. Uh, we're going to hear all the names, and I'll be honest with you, there's some Clemson folks that are probably really pushing Tony Elliott's name <laughs> towards Southern Cal uh, after the first two weeks. No, I'm not one of them, but yeah. it, should be, it should be fun because it's still a blue blood. USC still a blue blood, and it, their next hire is going to be a big one. I feel bad for Clay Helton because – I mean, as with any coach, right, the players loved him. And he was able to recruit a little bit, but just wasn't getting it on the field.
1: Nothing against uh, Tony Elliott. I'm not not necessarily pushing him, but, I mean, what does it fit there? You've got head coaches and some well-known head coaches and a guy who's never been a head coach. Now, that didn't stop Dabo. That's what all the Clemson fans will tell me. But that's kind of like a moonshot, you know, a -a once-in-a-lifetime thing. I cannot picture – southern california hiring somebody without head coaching experience it could be could be wrong maybe they just they're looking for the fit more than they are the experience locks what's your take on this job uh this firing and this job
2: the timing's just incredible i you know this is a team that came in preseason ranked they're obviously have a pretty decent roster with a uh a season quarterback they could have done something in the the pac 12 you know especially with oregon beating Ohio State. it could, you know, maybe gotten, got into the championship game. Who knows? I, you know, I don't know. I, it just really surprised me. What are you doing now at week two? I mean, so are you just mailed it in? It's, it's crazy to me. So uh, another name that I saw um, this afternoon on ESPN come up was uh, uh Eric Bien-Aimé, uh the offense coordinator for the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, they're all high on him right now too. So we'll see. Uh, where that goes, but you've heard his name out there too. The same thing, like you said, Marty, no head coaching experience, but uh, Southern California guy. So who knows what they'll uh, what they'll do here?
1: Yeah, um, I heard somebody say uh, right after this, if you were going to fire him in week two, you should have fired him last December, right? You know, and yeah. started then. Now, of course, they get the head start on every on everyone else for next year. Everyone except for. Um, <laughs> Uh, Connecticut, <laughs> <Right. Yeah. laughs> and uh, and maybe um, uh, who's the other one we thought was going to get fired after the first week? I can't even remember now.
0: Nebraska, yeah. uh, uh,
1: Nebraska, <laughs> Nebraska, and Connecticut have a head start on them, but that's about it. It is weird for week two, like I said, what are they going to do for the rest of the year, and how's that going to affect their recruiting for next year, right. or the, the coming year cycle, and you know, that could proliferate for several years, right? We've seen that in South Carolina, right? Once Great. they fired, Wilt Muschamp, the recruiting suffered and it's going to be years before they, can, well, transfer portal helps, right? But still it's going to be a while before they can reload. And one, so, one, go ahead. Go
0: ahead. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I just want to say one interesting thing about this USC thing is that they hired uh, cornerbacks coach, Dante Williams to be the interim head coach and did not take one of the coordinators, uh, it kind of can ring true or, or ring kind of familiar to Clemson people that Clemson went with the wide receivers coach and it worked out. So maybe in the back of the mind of the AD out there, maybe he's trying to hit lightning, uh, catch lightning in a bottle here, but you never know. It was just interesting that he didn't go with a coordinator for interim. And they went with the cornerbacks coach.
1: Yeah. Right. Good, luck, good luck catching light, lightning in the bottle like yeah. you know, Clemson has. And I heard um, the argument that, what are they looking for? What are they expecting from the next coach? Are they expecting to, you know, move to the top of the food chain? They're a long way from that. It's been 15 years. What did he say? 15 years since they've been in a, a, a an important game, basically, a playoff-type game since the uh, Texas loss in 2005. I think it was January 2006. So yeah. it's been a long time, and people are they are still expecting – to be at the top of the food chain, and they're not. And they're not because a lot of their players from Southern Cal or Clemson, but also a lot – perfect segue, Casey – are at Oregon leading the Ducks to a victory over Ohio State, which started out my week perfectly because (laughs) um, it was a great start to the week for me. Um, But I will say this, and everybody's assuming now that Oregon's going to win or going to make the playoff do you realize that Oregon's defense gave up 612 yards? <laughs> <to Ohio State? laughs> Nobody's talking about, it. now. they were without, uh, flow and another starter. So, and flow, yeah, flow might be out for the season, but still so, 612 <laughs> yards. I close didn't give up 612 yards to Ohio state in last year's playoff game. But, uh, I was wrong on Ohio State. They really have they played two games and we saw this in the short and regular season last year, right? They didn't play really well during the regular season. Last year they slipped by all they had they didn't have any non conference games. But Oregon jumped up and bit them uh, at the horseshoe locks your take you're you're from Ohio you love the Buckeyes what's your take on on this game
2: it was wonderful it was so good uh it was it was fun I I was actually on the golf course while the game was on because I didn't expect a whole lot of the game honestly uh and you guys are texting me everybody's going oh they're up they're up two touchdowns you know two scores I'm like well I mean Ohio State's offense we all know it's pretty scary they can come right back from that but they just kept on pounding the football right up the gut, too. I mean, it just goes to show Minnesota did a really good job of exposing them, laid out a nice plan for whoever wants to play them the rest of the way until they find something to fill that middle, middle of their defense there. I mean, they're ripping off runs for 20 plus yards over and over and over. So the blueprint's out there to beat them. This may not be their only loss.
1: Who knows? Yeah. You know? And, and Oregon ran. From what I – I was in and out cutting the grass and doing different things. And right. and from what I saw, uh, Oregon kept running the same play over and over yeah. and Ohio State uh, wasn't able to stop it. what I saw and what I heard, but, man, they, I, I don't know. I, I don't know that Oregon's a playoff team, but but what a performance. I They had so many chances to blow it. You know, it's easy to lay down. You're on the road and all that stuff, and you're a Pac-12 team, and you're, quote, soft. Oregon team did not look soft. I'll give them credit for that. They came to play. Beef, what's your take on this game and Ohio State going down in week two?
0: Kind of a different way to look at it because I was actually listening to most of this game in in my ride from New Jersey to South Carolina. And the thing in the pregame was that Kayvon Thibodeau, their All-American defensive end and leader, was, uh, was out. And then Justin Flo, the freshman that Clemson fans, that name should ring. To, in their ears, I don't know why I keep saying ring to me, uh, because he was, he was between Oregon and Clemson uh, and ultimately decided Oregon. Uh, but those two guys missing, they said that they were going to have a lot of problems getting to C.J. Stroud. And according to the stats, they did. But the thing that they didn't mention before the game was C.J. Verdell was going to lead Oregon's rushing attack. And that kid ran for, I believe, over 200 yards or just yeah. at it. And they couldn't stop them. And even the announcers were laughing, just saying they're running. They're literally running the same play. They were just attacking the, the middle of the Ohio State line. And every, anytime Ohio State had an answer, Oregon came and answered again. Really exciting. Even though I was listening to it, not watching it, I was still getting pumped. Maybe it's a little bit of my anti bias towards uh, Ohio State coming out. But anytime they lose, little side note too, I was in Charleston the last couple of days sitting at a pool. And a guy from Canton, Ohio, said Oregon's winning the national championship. After talking to him, I'm not sure he's watched a, a down of college. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, that's probably right. Kevron checks in. Kevron, we were worried there about you, but you have checked in, and you're saying the firing of USC's football coach is too abrupt. Uh, and John Chancy checked in, and, and John says Bill O'Brien. As a as a Texans fan, you can have him. You can have him. Oh, he was horrible. Maybe he obviously he was better at Penn State. Maybe he's a college type coach, Um, but man, he was horrible with Deshaun and the Texans. Just, I mean, the guy traded New Hopkins for a bag of balls, right? I mean, this is. This just, just ridiculous, This ridiculous.
0: Another side note, it was great to see Kevron, his pictures being in Death Valley, so thanks for joining us tonight, Kevron. It was great to have you back in the Valley. Looking forward to seeing you again. Go ahead, Marty.
1: No doubt, no doubt. I did, I saw that picture also, so Kevron, good good to uh, see you in the Valley.
0: He's a legend there, man. Like, I'm happy that, I'm so happy that he, he knows us.
1: Awesome. No doubt. So Southern Cal, and this is what got Clay Helton fire, they lost to Stanford. We've kind of kind of hash that over a little bit, but I wanted to bring it up because Stanford lost. Wait a second. Now who did Stanford lose to opening weeks? <laughs> yeah. I can't remember. Um, no, they, they beat Vanderbilt. I think I don't know. anyway, Helton got fired uh, because Southern Cal lost to Stanford. I think we, we've beat that one to death a little bit here and we'll move on. Notre Dame escapes Toledo. No, Casey, how, uh, texted us or messaged us and said he wasn't going to make the show tonight. Isn't that a coincidence Um, as they escaped Toledo and that offensive line that he showed us the picture of with so many all Americans on it couldn't block Toledo apparently and had to get out by the, by the uh, skin of their teeth. What do you think about uh, 28 to 26 Notre Dame win in the last minute over a, as you said, middling Mac team, I think is what you said.
0: <laughs> I said that yeah, it could be worse. You could have lost to like, you know, one of the top teams in the Mac conference. Uh, but yeah, we have a resident Notre Dame fan on on my other outfit, Chop and Beef, and he predicted eight and four. And so Pauk was all up in arms and and Palk may join us tomorrow night if, if we are able to do Chop and Beef uh, to to discuss it, to hash it out. So it's gonna be it might be fun to have JJ and Pauk. Yeah, Notre Dame. You know, because of my friendship with him, with Palk, I, I just I'm I'm watching him a little bit more. I'm listening to him a little bit more. They were on the Catholic Channel on the radio, which was fun. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I, wa- I watched him against Florida State, and, I, and that's the that's the thing, right? Florida State then goes on to lose to Jacksonville State. So, you know, tra- transitive property is not really a thing in college football, but that's what people talk about. So they. Uh, they barely beat a Florida State team who lost to a one double A team. And then now they win by three. But if you're a Notre Dame fan, win in advance. You know, in, in nine weeks, if they're still undefeated, no one's going to remember that they only won by three against Toledo. I will. <laughs> oh, of course you will. <laughs> I, I don't will. remember what I had for lunch today. So, you know, I'm not going to
1: remember. No doubt. Uh, Locks, what should take on Notre Dame's first uh, couple of games? Uh, overtime in one after blowing an 18-point right. lead to a Florida State team, as Casey just said, and then a two-point win over Toledo.
2: Well, typically, you know, we see the, the 3.30 game or somewhere. The games are at weird times this past week. Clemson was at five, and it, this was a 2.30, I think. And The 3.30 slot is usually pretty solid, uh, but it just hasn't been the, the past two weeks. So I was searching for this game, and, like, would it have counted if they had lost? Because you couldn't find this game anywhere. It was, it was on, on Peacock. Peacock yeah. or something. And the, the Catholic radio channel, as you were listening on the way down XM, which just makes you laugh so hard. Uh, <laughs> hey, you know, you'd like to think that they're just going to look at 9-0 and or whatever, which they're not going to be 9-0 the way this is going. But it, they will look at who they played and who they lost to. That's why they're, I think, still ranked 12th, 10th in the AP haven't jumped up too much. They just haven't shown a lot, you know. They're a solid team. There's no doubt about it. Uh, I don't know who they have this week. Uh, is it a ACC opponent this week? I'm not sure. Um, but they uh, they're going to get into the meat of their schedule, and they'll find out real quick, you know. Uh, I mean, Brian Kelly's obviously been there quite a while. Purdue. Purdue, okay. So, I mean, going Big Ten this this week. See what they do. Um, who knows? I know nothing about Purdue. I also know nothing about Toledo.
0: <laughs> Purdue, Purdue and then Wisconsin next week. Yeah, that could be a test.
2: That could definitely Purdue. be a test. That's big up there, too. Wisconsin, Notre Dame, not far away. Well, Purdue is...
1: Oh, it is? Okay. Purdue is ACC-ish. Um, <laughs> and they're part of the Alliance. Don't forget that. Oh, geez, Our the Alliance brothers. We have to... <clears throat> We have to shout out to our Lions brothers. Okay. AM <laughs> escapes Colorado in a 10 to 7 game that made Clemson and Georgia look like a score fest. Uh, they lost their quarterback, Haynes King, who I believe is out for a while, an extended yeah. period of time. I watched some of this game, and now I know how a lot of few people felt watching Clemson and Georgia because it was like a rock fight in this game. Did you guys see any of this? Locks, did you see any of this game? BLSSD Hawk?
2: I watched like the last quarter of it. Just, I just wanted to see what was going to happen. Cause, like, man, AM goes down. We got, you know, some more openings up at the top. But, uh, yeah, big loss for the quarterback. A broken leg, I think, or, or yeah. something cracked. Yeah, it's not good. Um, when Colorado was just taking advantage of everything they could, they just did not have enough gas in the tank, I guess. But pff, AM going forward, I mean, they got Alabama. They got the SEC West scheduled to contend with. Um, I'm sure they're going to, have to play Arkansas. Arkansas showed up out of nowhere this week. So I'm not a big AM believer anymore. You know, I, I don't know. Um, SEC
1: falling apart. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Beef, your take on the A&M game. I know you were probably, let's see, AM, you're probably somewhere around Virginia when this game was <laughs> going on.
0: <laughs> I think I was. Yeah, passing James Madison University. They had a home game that Saturday. Uh, but yeah, losing Haynes King is huge for them, um, and and that game was literally I, I was I had to turn it off because I would have fallen asleep behind yeah. the wheel. Colorado just it sounded like they had zero offense whatsoever, mm-hmm. and their defense kept stopping A and M and kept stopping them. And uh, the backup for A and M, Zach Calzada, came in, scored it, what I thought was a touchdown. I changed the station, uh, come back and it's still seven three Colorado, and I had to text yeah. you guys, like, what he the heck just happened? Bumbled it through the end zone, yeah. yeah. Because wow. I thought they went up. But I was listening to the A&M feed of it, too, and their their announcers were not excited when they scored that touchdown. They were just like, touchdown, A&M. Like, I don't know if they knew it was doom and gloom or, or what. or But, uh, yeah, a lot's going to be put on Zach Calzada. He, he has some experience. He didn't look like or it didn't sound like they were going to allow him to throw the ball much last week. Uh, just rely on Spiller, Isaiah Spiller, uh, for them. But that defense is still really good for A&M. They'll have a shot, but I, I think they're in trouble without Haynes King, who was lighting it up for the first week, definitely. Uh, a little bit in the second game before he got hurt real pretty early. But A&M's in trouble, I believe, with that schedule, like Locke said.
1: And speaking of in trouble, this is uh, we like to give Locke a hard time about his SEC fandom. He has changed his shirt this week because he's in first place. That's, that's his first place shirt, by the way. Yeah, that's right. Uh, <laughs> Wear it once a shirt. <laughs> but speaking of in trouble, Casey's a big Boston College fan, and he's a bigger field Jerkovic fan. And he's also hurt, and he's out for the season at Boston College, which really, really hurts that team moving forward, Beef. What's ahead for Boston College without Jerkovic?
0: Uh, Dennis Grossell is the quarterback that will take over for Djurkovic. He does have some experience. In fact, he came in against Clemson a year ago. So some Clemson fans may remember him when Djurkovic went out for, I think he got hit hard in the second half um, and came in and actually set records for consecutive completions, I believe, against, against Clemson. But, they're in trouble too. <laughs> They're in trouble <laughs> too. I mean, I can only put so much lipstick on this pig. Uh, Grosell is, is, is perfectly capable, but, but this Jurkovic was, Yerkovich was the leader of that offense and, and really had some excitement going in Boston. I have a, a few friends who have kids that go to school there. They were excited thinking they were going to be able to compete with Clemson in a couple weeks. Uh, I think with, without the quarterback, they're going to struggle. Zay Flowers is still there. Their defense is still stout, and they're going to have a good offensive line. But without their gunslinger and the guy who really brought Clemson to the brink a year ago, I, I think they're going to they're going to struggle a little bit. I'm still high on them, but I maybe an extra loss in there.
1: Well, the big the big advantage you have over AM is they're playing the ACC, right? <laughs> Where it's a little bit different than playing in the SEC West when you're playing uh, Duke and Wake and uh, such. Uh, well, we Lots were hoping
0: as Clemson fans that they were going to be ranked at some point, yeah. too. This, this this put a big wrench into that.
1: Yeah. Well, I heard somebody today still picking as 16-point favorites. Uh, one of the name folks picked them as a 16-point favorite, but they're playing Temple, I believe. So Absolutely. whatever that means, whatever that means. All right, Clemson and South Carolina State played last Saturday. Locks wanted to talk about this for 20 or 25 <clears throat> minutes, but um, I decided not to let that happen. I know Casey was on. Uh, Casey, were you home? Did you see any of this game?
0: I My wife had it DVR'd for me because she didn't want me to sound like a moron coming onto this show.
2: <laughs> Did you watch it?
0: Yes, I did. Yes, okay. I did. And it's great how you can watch it and just fast forward 30 yeah. seconds, fast forward 30 seconds. It's it's pretty nice. Yeah, I know DJ's getting a lot. I'm sorry.
1: I was just going to say, it just seemed like a pretty vanilla game. He still made some not-so-great throws and had an interception. And I don't know, it's kind of this kind of there. And and maybe mm. I'm missing Travis Etienne, and maybe I'm missing uh, Mari Rodgers, but I, I'm just not really – Really excited about what I'm seeing on the field. What about you, Beef?
0: Yeah, I had a Georgia Tech fan reach out to me and say, "Please don't score 73 on us this weekend." And I said, "I'm not sure Clemson's capable of scoring 73 quite yet." Yeah, uh, I said, "Yet," yeah, because I, I just don't feel like they are. They're not. They're not clicking. And every you know, the one thing that Clemson fans, especially myself, I'll talk for myself here. I wanted to see them run the football on Saturday. You knew the opponent was going to be like Dabo said. There was a greater um, margin for error against against South Carolina State than there was against Georgia. I wanted to see them run the ball, and they really did run the football well. All three guys that ran it, the, for the most part, I, I'm missing Linjay Dixon. Apparently, he's in the love shack. But Will Shipley looked good. Uh, Kobe Pace looked good in spurts. Phil Mafai looked good as well. I think that they needed that for their, for their confidence, and they got it. Uh, DJ, as far as DJ... We forget, as Clemson fans, how much Deshaun Watson struggled at times, how much Trevor Lawrence struggled at times. We saw DJ at his pinnacle last year throwing for 500 yards against Notre Dame, so we know it can happen. I think that's where the expectations come. I, I think it's still in him. I-, I do, and it may be some scheme. It may be some trying to get him appropriated to the to the. To the receivers. I'm not exactly sure what he's doing. It's definitely some touch issues, no question. But once again, I said it last week, I'll say it again. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. It's they're definitely trying things. Um, you know, that at the end zone where he had that ball and he rifled it to Justin Ross. It was like you could have walked it to him, you know. <laughs> Stuff like that. That just maybe he got too excited and he just threw it at hard. I don't know. and the interception <laughs> went off Ross's hands, but he threw that a thousand miles an hour too. So I think he just needs to settle down, relax. He's a little excited. it's expands, and they're doing their, their their paw thing, so watch out. <laughs> I think Clemson will be just fine. I'm glad they're stepping up in competition this week to, to maybe test them a little bit. I'm not saying Georgia Tech has any shot, but what I'm saying is just a little bit of a test, more than South Carolina State would give.
1: Okay, Locks. now I know you didn't have a lot to say about this game, but in general, the first two games for Clemson, any big takeaways? Well – We read in the preseason
2: that the DJ needed to work on the passes, you know, short passes, 10 yards, 15-yard passes, because he has a rocket arm. I'm just – I'm a little concerned that Justin Ross is is not synced up with him because he is a lethal weapon. We all know that. Um, I I don't know. It seems like he has happy feet but from what I've seen in the pocket. He just can't get set and go. And, and like I said, the expectations from the Notre Dame game last year, I'm not expecting 500 yards, but I am expecting a confident quarterback to that knows the playbook, obviously, step right in it with zero change, it seemed like, from Trevor Lawrence to a, a, a kid that you can't even pronounce his last name. You know, the, the mm-hmm. announcer still can't do it. Um, but I'm just expecting a confident quarterback, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um, and it, I'm not seeing it so far. I, I'm not, and I I hope it comes. And I I don't know what's going on. I don't know if the plays plays have changed dramatically, and he hasn't grasped it, or, or he's seeing something different on defenses, and that's what they're picking on. Because I know that's what Georgia did. They changed the defenses up on yet and he couldn't adjust. But I you know, like I said, little competition here. Maybe he'll settle in. I hope he does. I mean, he was my Heisman pick on here, and and boy, am I just forward so far. <laughs> Definitely an over there, I think. So. I don't know. I, the one thing I want to mention, too, is that Clemson now has a better loss than Ohio yes. State.
1: Yes, that was my takeaway from the That's Ohio State thing. Game. <laughs> Yeah, But I heard somebody argue that Oregon had the better, the cleaner path to the playoff uh, yeah. because of Clemson's schedule. So who, who knows? Yeah. We got 27 weeks of upset losses coming, so we'll see. <laughs> But right now, it looks like Clemson has the better loss. I have the same takeaways as you guys. There's just something missing. I don't know what it is. I'm thinking maybe it's there's no Hunter Renfro guy. There's no Amari Rogers to yeah. pick up pick up those third downs. I looked at the third downs, and Clemson's still doing pretty good at 44. percent They're only like 28th in the nation. But I mean, one of those games is against South Carolina State. You would think they wouldn't have many third downs, and the one they, the ones they had, they would be. Uh, converting them and converting nothing against Georgia basically so I, I still don't know what to think of but in the days passing in case he's right we forget the struggles of Deshaun uh, and, and Trevor you know that Trevor had and, and even back to Taj Boyd when the, the Troy game was like two points at halftime yeah. and losing right. to Wofford in the third quarter or yeah. whatever it was right um, but so yeah he's still got time to grow the expectations are huge though so we'll We'll right. see how that works out. And now, folks, locks Beef, it's time for everybody's finish. Don't think you could have done any worse if you tried. Oh, That's I take that as a victory. These yeah. guys are yeah. doing research, so why should I? Beef, you stink the most.
0: A true believer in what they're doing in North Carolina. That's why I'm picking
2: Virginia Tech, Tennessee.
1: I love Spencer Map.
2: I agree with Marty. I don't like this. Look, you smell it in the back door cover.
1: Yes, and Lox is really thrilled here. I'm going to share my oh, screen. I see that graphic. Can you make that larger, Marty? <laughs> no, I can't. Oh. Uh, yeah, <laughs> literally, I don't know how. Uh, <laughs> after two weeks, Zach Lox Parker finally moves <laughs> up to his name, and he is 5-1 in first place. Casey is in second place by virtue of a tie, 3-2-1, uh, and one, and I'm pulling up the rear at 3-3, three, 3-3. Three, three, three. As far as the bucks go, Zach Locks Parker took home two grand in Sluggo Bucks last week. He uh, now has a net of eleven thousand seven hundred fifty. Casey's up eight hundred sixty five dollars and let's not talk about my issues right now because um, I am going to stop screen sharing and let's get to our picks. Now, Locks, you are the winner of last week. You are the leader. So, do you want to go first, or do you want to hear some horrible picks before you make your horrible picks?
2: I definitely want to go last, so proceed, gentlemen.
1: Uh, Casey, you're in second place. You want me to go to first, or you want to go?
2: You can go
0: first, Marty.
1: (laughs) All right. (laughs) Not that you're going to copy my picks or anything, because you guys laughed at me when I locked them in, but the (laughs) Michigan State Spartans traveled to – I don't even know where Miami is. either. Garden, Miami Beach Gardens or wherever the heck they are. Coral, Coral, Coral Gables. Coral Gables. They traveled to Coral Gables and they are six and a half point underdogs to the Miami Hurricanes. My question is why? Miami got crushed by Alabama. Now I know Michigan State is not Alabama, but Miami also needed a last minute field goal or last minute ish field goal to beat uh, Appalachian State look, there's going to be one team that's going to be excited to be playing at noon in Coral Gables on Saturday, and it's going to be Michigan State. They're 2-0, beat Northwestern, Yeah, you know, whatever. Not the hardest schedule in the world. But I think um, Michigan State is going to be more physical than Miami. And I, I don't think – and I played you guys. I sent you guys a clip from the podcast from Stanford, Steve, <laughs> and the Bear. And – even the Bear, a Miami graduate, says something is wrong in Coral Gable. Something's wrong with that team. You know what's wrong with that team? Manny Diaz. Uh, Beef knows this from last year. Not Full my favorite. circle,
2: baby. <laughs>
1: <laughs> not my favorite coach. But I'm not even taking the six and a half. I'm going to put 400 sluggo bucks on the money line plus 205. Michigan State, how do they say? Wrong team is favored, and this will be headed a- – <laughs> I'm headed. It will be staying in Kyle, Texas. All right, Beef. Michigan State, plus 205 on the money line, 400 sluggo bucks. What do you got for your first bet, Beef?
0: I like that you're finally moving up and, in, in in, you know, you're not, reaching a little deeper into the pockets this week <laughs> than, than normal. Not,
1: I bet a dollar
0: fifty on. <laughs> <laughs> well, on my first pick, I'm going to go. I'm actually going to go pretty large as well. I'm going Oklahoma minus twenty two. Uh, I just think that they're going scorched earth the remainder of the season. They've had a couple games in a row where they've been. Spencer Rattlers had his struggles as well, um, so I'm going four hundred and sixty five slugger bucks. That's right, because I don't. I only like zeros. Four hundred sixty-five slugger bucks. Because I need to get that ten eight sixty-five. I need to get that eight sixty-five uh, on Oklahoma minus one ten minus 22, 22 point favorites. 22.
1: I got. Don't worry, Beef. I got one of those coming too. I got one of those weird, <laughs> weird numbers coming. Locks. What's your first? I pick?
2: learned it from watching you.
1: <laughs> Lose real money, Locks. What's your first pick?
2: Uh, my first pick is going to be uh, the the Maryland Terrapins, the, the Dirty Terps, as Scott Van Pelt uh, always says, uh, minus seven and a half points. I don't feel great about this pick. I'm not going to lie. I don't. Uh, I, I locked in my first two that we'll get to soon, uh, very early on Sunday, and just searched for the rest of the week. Uh, I'm pretty sure I selected this one last night on the way home from a bar. So um, now I'm stuck with it. <laughs> uh, I I will take Maryland for, uh, to cover for 250. That is all.
1: 250 Sluggo Bucks. And you realize uh, you're betting on Mike Lossley, who I think is like 9 and 61 in his career, right? So yeah. good luck with that. Thanks. All right. <laughs> All right, my second pick is going to be the Cincinnati Bearcats a three and a half point favorites over your favorite quarter, you guys' favorite quarterback, or the Chopin Beast's favorite quarterback, Michael Penix and the Indiana Hoosiers. I think this is where Cincinnati makes their name, right? They mm-hmm. you know they're looking forward to Notre Dame in a couple of weeks, but this is a chance to beat a Big Ten team. Three and a half points favorites. I'm a little worried about the hook. I'm a little worried about Luke. Fickle, looking at houses on Zillow in Southern California. Um, but all in all, hey, look, this is a win for me either way. I might lose a few so- slugo bugs, but I won't have to hear about Cincinnati anymore if they don't win. Good so point. I'm going to take Cincinnati for, and this is going to kill locks. 456 Sluggo Bucks. The <laughs> uh, 456 Sluggo Bucks for me on Cincinnati minus three and a half. Casey the Beef Creek and pick number two.
0: I'm going... Uh, uh, this is You're going to hear this game, I think, uh, again, except my number is a lot different than Lox's, so his his bookie's better than mine. I'm going <laughs> Co- Coastal Carolina minus 13 and a half as they play Oh my God! Who are Buffalo. supposed to be playing? Sorry, Buffalo. excuse me. One and one, Buffalo. The Bulls from Buffalo. At Buffalo. At Buffalo. Two, Ooh. two touchdowns. They're going to win by two touchdowns. I'm okay. My that that hook again, like Marty was talking about with the Cincinnati game, always scares you. Uh, it's there for a reason, but I'm going 400 sluggle bucks on coastal Carolina, the dirty mullets to cover
1: 13
0: and a half. <laughs> Man, points.
1: Every, everybody you guys pick is dirty. So, um, that's,
0: good to see Anthony Weeks check it in. Good to see you, pal. Hope you're doing well.
1: Thank yeah, you for Anthony, checking Anthony in here. Weeks, Anthony Weeks checks in and asks how we're doing. We're doing good. Casey's moved to South Carolina. Lots is getting over uh, night on the town. And uh, I'm in last place. But other than that, things are working. <laughs> <out>. <laughs> Good to see you. appreciate you uh, tuning in. Locks, your second pick.
2: Uh, I also uh, locked in the Coastal Carolina uh, game, but I got it at 11 points on Sunday. And that line has increased to a total of 14 now. So if you still got it, a half point below. So the line trending the way it is, I think this is a blowout. I don't care if it's at Buffalo. It's still Buffalo, uh, I'm putting down 750 on Coastal. They are they're my new uh, little love child here. I watched them on Friday night squirming in my seat as they covered in the the last the last uh, possession. So it was fun to watch. They they have a great offense, fun to watch team. So 750 for me on Coastal.
1: You know what they say when you're riding a winning streak like Coastal, you you can win a lot, and you only lose once, and then you jump right off the train. So That's right. I think it's a smart bet by you guys. As much as I was giving you grief about it. Earlier in, and I can't believe blocks you in the first place and you're you're copying uh, beast bets and, <laughs> and taking, <a> <laughs> taking his bets from me. All right, all right. I'm going out on a limb here on this third bet: <laughs> Clemson and Georgia Tech <laughs> over under is 52 and it's minus 108. Now you may be saying, "What? What exactly is he thinking here?" And because and I'm saying it to myself, but um, I, I thought about this and I thought. Is Georgia Tech really going to score? I mean, how Clemson hasn't given up a touchdown yet. I realize, you know, Georgia's offense was yeah. one thing. And is Georgia Tech's offense any better than Georgia's? Now we know South Carolina State wasn't a contest. So I don't know. And maybe they do score a turnover or whatever, and they get a cheap seven, either pick six or maybe somewhere close to the goal line. I can't see Georgia Tech hitting double figures. And we talked about the struggle with the Clemson offense a little earlier. I'm thinking – and the other point is I bet DJ comes out early to avoid an injury if it's, say, 34-7 to in the third quarter. I don't think he's going to play a lot uh, in the second half if the score gets around there. It's a tough one to sell, but I think because of Clemson's defense, I don't think Georgia Tech's going to score more than seven, maybe ten. And I don't think the Clemson offense is at a place now where we can expect them to score 42. They may. If Clemson scores a defensive touchdown, I'm in trouble here. But I'm going to take the under Clemson, Georgia Tech, the under uh, 52. And I'm going to show my confidence by doing 250. Uh, that's i wondering. <laughs> um, and that's minus 108. Beef, your third and final play. <clears throat>
0: Yeah, I'm going to probably arguably one of the games of the week, if not the game of the week, at least on paper. It's Penn State-Auburn in Happy Valley. It's SEC rarely goes anywhere to a Power 5 on the road ever. I think this is the first time since like 2012 that an SEC team has gone to a Big Ten team on the road. Uh, the over-unders, I locked it in at 53 and so, with these two vaunted offenses, Brian Harrison in his first season—it's not Gus Malzahn's offense—and uh, James Franklin is—you uh, know—I think he gets—I think he gets a uh, million dollars for every point he scores. So he's not getting—he's getting a lot of money, but it's not—it's not what he what they. Anyway, I don't even know where I was going with that. I thought that. <laughs> uh, but but like Marty said, with my confidence level on this one, I'm taking the under—under under 53. For 250 sluggo bucks.
1: 250 sluggo bucks. That's nice case. All right. Locks, you have the pleasure of wrapping this puppy up for us.
2: Yeah. I had to go back to my sec roots here. I, I like you guys are getting in on the, uh, the over unders finally. Right.
1: Yeah. I've gotten three of those we've right about
2: outlawed them. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you, you tried to. So that's three of my five. <laughs> I've gotten over unders. So. We,
1: we, we've learned from the doctor. <laughs>
2: <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I'm I'm gonna jump into the Alabama Florida game uh, again. Another fantastic Sunday lock in for me uh, at 50. Not, right now it's at 59 and a half, trending upward. Even uh, I think that someone made a typo when they originally released this. Um, I yeah, you, you know either way if if Bama holds uh, Florida, I still think they're going to thrash them and rub it in. I don't care if it's in the swamp. If it, Even if it is, that means Florida might score some more. I think you're looking at about 70 points total for this game, just uh, off the top of my head. So put me down for 500 on this one on the over.
1: Over? Let me change the uh, marquee here.
2: Keep on trying to guess me, Marty. i screw you up on those. I know. Yeah. So I
1: was telling B before you joined. Does, does that look right? Bama, Florida over 57, or was it different?
2: Yes, sir. 56.
1: Oh, Dang it! I trying to get that extra point in
0: there. It is at Florida too, Locke. So yeah, it's in the swamp. It's going to be balmy, a bomby hundred degree
2: weather. It'd be gross.
1: Okay. All right. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, Locke. How much was it? Seven hundred.
2: Uh, seven fifty.
1: Seven fifty slug old bucks. Okay. Here no, wait,
2: wait, wait on that one. No, seven fifty on Coastal. Five hundred on Bama. Sorry.
1: 500. No worries. Yeah. No worries. Five hundred on Bama. All right. Let's review real quick. Uh, Marty, Michigan State, Moneyline, plus 205, 400 bucks on that one. That's how I'm going to make up the difference here. Cincinnati, minus 3.5, uh, minus 114, 415, uh, 456 sluggo bucks. Can't even read. Clemson, Georgia Tech, I'm taking the under 52 for 250 sluggo bucks. Not real confident. Uh, I wanted to get a bet on Clemson in there. Uh, Beef, Oklahoma, minus 22, 465 slug bucks. Coastal Carolina, minus 13 and a half. He, ha, he bet on this. And the lock
0: Is he out? How can he be out? We're not out.
1: I don't know. I saw 400 sluggo bucks on that. Auburn under 53 uh, for 250 sluggo bucks. Locks, first place. He, he's, he can feel. Uh-oh.
0: Again, locks <laughs> minus 11, 750. <laughs> How's that happening? I don't know. He's not even running the show. But I'm you up. You went with the over <laughs> 56. And Maryland, minus seven and a half, 250. I'm sorry? Losing you. We were losing you there for a minute.
1: And Maryland, minus seven and a half, two hundred fifty 250 slow bucks on Maryland. All right, fellas, i have tried to get a little better at it this week. Uh, beef. That's great. Would you uh, chop in beef tomorrow? You guys back on? Um,
0: theoretically.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you for that synopsis. That was uh, that was quick and timely. Because yeah. uh, I got to get on and complain about you, and that's going to be so much better tomorrow. Because I think that makes JJ, <laughs> That makes JJ's night. It makes his whole. whole- <laughs>
2: <laughs> it does make his night. No question. <laughs> oh wow read it off he's thrown it to you you know that all
0: right thanks to everyone in the Facebook group especially Nelson Wilhite for all his help and support yeah, John I, Siancy I, I for his
1: John chancy uh, oh what
0: yes. is his
1: name
0: I was just saying, Marty, I was just saying thanks to everyone in the Facebook group, especially Nelson Wilhite for all his help and support. John Chancy for his work on Seldom Use Reserve. Everyone on Seldom News Reserve, Sluggo Slug-o Podcast, and each and every one of you who listens, likes, and shares, and participates. We love comments. So thank you guys very, very much for coming. On behalf of Marty Seldom Use Reserve Coleman, Zach Locks parker I am Casey the Beef Cregan. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll see you next year. Next year, we'll see you next week, right here on Slugger.
1: Perfect, I think done here.